welcome to episode the 26th of the internet's 27th it's 27 oh well i did the math wrong when i was trying to figure out what the episode was because yeah it is 27 27 26 was the last run of may yeah 26 was the last one yep that's that's on me that's my bad I, i i quickly tried to figure out which episode this was by looking at the episodes that are scheduled in the back end and adding the number two to that. But that means that there must be an episode that uh, I haven't edited that I need to. So that's, oops. <laughs> uh, it will come out for like a month. So it's not really, that <laughs> but uh, I need to figure out which one that is. So that'll be fun. Uh, but I'm your host, Jean-Luc, also your editor. So if things go wrong, you can yell at me about it or I don't know, leave me alone about it. Uh, and I'm joined, as always, uh, by my friends, and if you're listening to this podcast, very likely one of your friends as well, uh, Emily is here. Hello! And Alex is also here. Hello! Hello, how are you guys doing? I'm doing pretty good. I got some yeah. re runways today, so, you know, that's always a good day. Yeah, as always, slacking until the last minute. Well, yeah. In in classic Emily fashion. Um, Alex, I'm sure you read all of this like a month ago, right? So it's... I read it a while ago and I I just didn't stop. I mean, I, I think I finished on like issue 25 or something. I, mean, I, I didn't go all the way because I think it's 37 issues. Wow. This, 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 this run, but um, yeah. This one this one is hard to stop reading. <laughs> it's really good. It's not like cliffhanger is as much as like the BKV run, yeah. but there's... It's just like better written so what are you gonna do yeah i mean we'll we'll talk about that if it's really better written we'll see where everyone comes down on on that was it is it better written or did it come out 20 years later that's the real question both so yeah we are uh talking about rainbow rowls runaways that is true we are talking about the first 18 issues of rainbow rowls runaways not the first 25 although Alex, I commend your uh, extra credit. I would have read up to 25, probably. <laughs> like, per, like easily, I would have just started earlier. Yeah. Would you have started earlier? I did technically start earlier. I read uh, the first six. Yeah, like, I read, like, the first volume of the Rowell Runaways much earlier than the rest of this. Oh, okay. So I, I did st- start you know you got to put some stuff off i i had you know like 20 hours in the car over the last couple of days so i also oh yeah and read it all great great car book for sure oh yeah great car book um but yeah this is uh the last episode of run of may 2023 yeah and also the last run on runaways question mark maybe ever but probably not ever but certainly, I mean, at least for a while. Being, yeah, it is the most recent. And to be fair, that's not like the most like, oh, it's the end of the Runaways because this book only ended like two years ago. Like this book ran from 2017 to 2021. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we've been deprived of a Runaways book for super long. The Actually, the gap between the Catherine Imminent Runaways, which was the last Runaways book before this run was seven years so it was Mm. uh, 2010 to 2017 without a runaways book admittedly Mm -hmm. those characters 
were around and i'll we'll get to that but you know they didn't really have their own book but yeah it was you know launched in 2017 real heads know also the year the hulu tv show came out yeah and in classic marvel fashion the comics have to match the other properties that exist because the only reason anyone ever read comics is if they accidentally find them through the movies and i so i got it I disagree with the use of the term match. I think uh, because I feel like that implies that the comics are doing the same thing as whatever uh, other property is going around, which is rarely true. But they are attempting to usually ride the coattails of whatever adaptation is going on. Yeah, this isn't like when they made Sam Wilson when they made falcon into captain america like at the same exact same time the movie started teasing that was happening mm-hmm. and you know many other examples of that this is a continuation of the story of the runaways not mm-hmm. just you know because I, I if i don't know i've never seen the show but i assume it's adapting the bkv run yeah Mostly. i mean like it's it's different but like they're clearly doing their own thing but it is like starting from the beginning it's not any of what's happening in this run of the comics yeah they decided they didn't want to do like a new 52 style reboot of the runaways which, which i think was a good idea 52 runaways yeah. books i would read 52 runaways books I would read, dude, I'd be in the comics. I'd read 104 Runaways books, even. The thing is, then Jeff Johns has to write, like, eight of them. Because that's a new video, yeah. too. So. so you'd you'd get, like, eight Jeff Johns books and a couple of Scott Snyder books. Two Jeff Lemire's. Some Jeff Lemire's. At least 16 of them would be written by, like, random writers from the 90s that you've never heard of before. Yeah. Dan DiDio would write write one. Dan DiDio would get one. Let's, yeah. let's go. God. That'd be fun. Uh, Tom King would uh, Tom King actually we're going to talk about him in a second because he has his grubby little hands on this run in a in a weird way. (laughs) I don't like that. But yeah, so I'm going to get into the plot summary. We read 18 issues for this, which is more than we normally do. So bear with me. I tried to keep it brief, but this is your spoiler warning for this run. If you haven't read it and don't want to be spoiled, you should go read it. Go read it. It's good. Yeah, it's really good. I would say probably you don't want to be spoiled on it a couple things in particular happen in the these first 18 issues that you will enjoy being surprised by as <laughs> i i certainly was back when i read this my longest yeah boy ever yeah so a little bit of where these characters have been in the seven years since they stopped being the runaways even though in in universe i believe it has only been like two years which is in fucking Spain, i like every time they reminded me that it is supposed to have only been like two years since the original run of runaways i started to have like a crisis well not like the you you know okay but you know what i mean i i worded that poorly but you know what i mean it is still absurd to think about everything that happened, like, in the intermediary, because, like, Yes, that's what I meant. These characters are, like, all over the- like, all of these characters are, like, junior Avengers in some other ways, so Nico was on A-Force, she and Chase were kidnapped and sent to Murder World to do Hunger Games shit. I'm pretty sure a- Chase became Darkhawk for a second, Nico died and was resurrected- Alex came back to life in Avengers Undercover, but only Chase and, and Nico know that. 
Carolina went to college. She also met her girlfriend, Julie, in uh, Avengers Academy. Julie Power of uh, the Power Pack. Yeah, yeah, the daughter from Power Pack. Molly went to live with her grandma, and Gert is still dead, although we'll we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, And here's where we get to the Tom King uh, connection, which is that Victor joined Avengers AI, and then appeared after avengers ai in the tom king vision book where he was killed and character assassinated and then murdered i i don't remember him dying i also remember not liking that book at all okay i was gonna ask is avengers ai any good because i feel like i would read a whole book that has doombot and victor being friends So, Avengers AI, I haven't read it in years. I remember it being good. Tom King's Vision, I also really like. It's on that show. Oh, for a second, I forgot that Vision is a character in the Marvel Universe, and I thought that you were just talking about Tom King's Vision. No, 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 no. (laughs) Well, Tom King's Vision is, you know, Vision. Yeah. Very, very good. Yeah, I don't... Maybe I gotta reread that book, but that was the first Tom King book I read. You should read it for the show. It sounds bad that I that I didn't like, uh, and ever since then I haven't liked one. So it's like, but not important. I think all of your opinions are important, Alex. Oh, I'm saying Tom King's not important. Oh, that's true. Thank you. <laughs> and then the the last of the Runaways, uh, everyone's you know favorite character, Clara, not a real <laughs> character. <laughs> Does not, functionally, for all intents and purposes, written out of existence. I mean, she shows up, but... For three pages where she tells the runaways to fuck off and leave her alone. So she's happy with her two gay dads. Once again, all of this run is just, like, primarily focused on undoing all of the bullshit of, uh of joss whedon's very brief appearance in it, runaways it really like, i mean i haven't finished this this complete run yet but it, it it sets the tone nicely for if someone ever does take over runaways it seems like okay you can you can do whatever you want you can tie back to some stuff that's actually good and not like oh wow <laughs> hmm. yeah there there's a there's a lot of good stuff in this run and as we've alluded to Literally, the first major plot point is retconning something, not from the Whedon run, but from the BKV run, which is that Chase just shows up in Nico's apartment with Gert, having just time-traveled back to the moment where Gert dies, and time-traveling forward with a dying Gert in his arms. You know, despite her increasingly uh, dwindling arsenal of, of spells, Nico does save Gert, so Gert's back. She's also still younger than the other runaways, which is... Yeah, by two years, which doesn't seem like a lot, but when you are, like, 16 to 18 is, like, kind of the biggest gulf in the world. Yeah, like, I mean, I think Chase is, like, tw- is 19 or 20. when. The- yeah, Ch- I know Chase is, and- Chase has always been, like, slightly older than everyone else. Carolina's in college, like, it's there's, mm-hmm. a, there's a big, and Molly's, like, not a child anymore, like, she's a yeah, she's, She is she's firmly 15. in middle school. Yeah. Gert's, of course, not happy to find that, you know, the Runaways as a unit don't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Although her return does kind of reinvigorate Chase and Nico to go seek out the other Runaways. So they go to find Carolina at college. Chase remembers that Tony Stark sent him uh, Victor's head in a box. 
Well, send him something. Yeah. He didn't know that it was Victor's head in the box. It was a vo- it was a box that w- he thought was Victor's belongings, but it was oh, Victor's God. head. Was he just... It's very chase like not to check. Just was like he... not even look. Just be like, eh. Okay, so we learned that we learned that Victor is like for for all intents and purposes alive. Was he just like was he conscious in that box? No, no, no. no. There's a there's a scene when the, there's a scene in the car after okay. they leave Carolina Carolina's dorm. Carolina, where, you said like, it right the first Carolina, time. Carolina, yeah. Which is, I think I did that on the last episode. You where, did because he, it was my fault. <laughs> yeah, where he uh, Victor wakes up basically. Okay, okay. First, I because like I said, I I read like the beginning of this arc like s- several days before I started reading any of the rest of it. <laughs> I, I kind of forgot and was horrified for a second that Victor was just conscious in that box. Fortunately, no. Thank God. They all go, having been, you know, sort of reunited, they all go to Molly's house, Molly's grandma's house, which everything seems kind of chill there. And the fact that everything seems kind of chill there makes them all be like, well, maybe we don't need to reunite the the old crew. Maybe we can except all kind of do our own thing. Well, except Gert, who, well... Gert actually stays with Molly's grandma for a while. She's like, well, yeah, but for like, it, it takes a lot of convincing before she is like able to kind of acquiesce to. She doesn't even eat grandma's food or drinks or anything like that. She's like, Oh no, I'm going to be poisoned. I would be eating that grilled cheese. Uh, She, yeah, she was kind of right. She's (laughs) right. She is right. Her initial suspicions about Molly's grandma are right. And Molly very quickly reveals to Gert that they were correct. Uh, and it turns out that her grandma was attempting to clone Molly's parents uh, in order to create the perfect mutant. And the team realizes this and goes back and defeats Molly's grandma and Molly's clone mom. Another win for the runaways. We beat up an old lady. Another huge job. And then they decide, yeah, we're all, we're going to, we're going to try this thing. Give this thing another shot. Gonna get the gang back together. Yeah, get the get the band back together for one more job. Wow. And thirty-one more issues. <laughs> uh but the second arc, you know, now that the, the runaways have all moved back into the hostel, as is typical for them, nothing can really ever go right for for very for very long for the runaways. Doctor Doom shows up. It's actually Doombot, but the, the cliffhanger does make lead you to believe that it's Doctor Doom looking for Victor. Julie Power, who is Carolina's girlfriend, shows up to to visit and and meet Carolina's long lost family, which always goes super well. Yeah, uh, and it's also and and Molly's best friend at school is trying to make her do the do the classic anime trope of making her stuck in a thirteen year old's body forever. I hate you. I love Molly's best friend the idea that like you know someone just gave her a cupcake one day and explained to her what it did but she really was like oh i'm just gonna eat the cupcake but now she just loves that she's 13 yeah it's kind of hilarious honestly it like it it's hilarious kind of it gives me vibes of like the vampires from twilight going to school over and over yeah it is kind of the same idea right it's like this is fun i love being in eighth grade which is i would sentiment, literally but. rather kill myself than be 13 forever <laughs> yeah i that would suck really bad like really bad but you know molly could also be 13 forever and she she sort of had like grapples she with thinks that about and, it 
help that every time she like is trying to kind of get advice from the rest of her you know, for all intents and purposes, family. Every time she asks them, they, because they don't know what is at stake for Molly, they give her advice that really makes her want to pick the Forever 13 cupcake. Well, fortunately, the choice is taken away from Molly. Unfortunately, it's because Julie Power just eats the cupcake after Oopsie. it gets left out. And... It doesn't just stick you what what age you are forever. It actually reverts you to being 13. So Julie Power, who is like 18 or 19 at this point, goes back to being an early teen, a young teenager. In, in classic and, Black Hammer fashion. In classic Black Hammer <laughs> yeah. fashion, yeah. She's not near, she's not like out there smoking and uh, in, the, in the school bathroom, unfortunately, like the Black Hammer character. But, but, you know, having now, you know, realized what's going on with Molly, the, the crew sort of rushes over and finds the cure, cures Julie Power. And because how, all of this has gone so epically well for Julie, she decides to break up with Carolina. I mean, things were not going great for Julie and Carolina. It didn't help. No. Uh, well, yeah, because they, they were trying the long distance thing. It seemed when this book picked up, it seemed like it wasn't working for either of them, really. Yeah. But yeah, they, they break up. But. 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 This is this is actually really epic when they break up uh, because it means that uh, finally. Finally. The original scene of the Runaways. Hard together. After literally, <laughs> yeah. After literally over a decade, almost two decades, the real the real OTP finds their way together. Thank God it has not been as long for them, and has been for me. And we're all, of course, talking about Gert and Victor, right? Oh yeah, totally. Ch- Chase and uh, Chase. I don't know. Yeah. Chase and no, old ladies. Uh, <laughs> Chase and old ladies. Good late. for them. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ka- Carolina and and Nico do finally. And uh, it's so figure it out. fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> before we so get good. there, before we, we, we'll we, get we, to we, that because we, we also I'll, get one know. more scene of like. Uh, of Nico being like, hey, and then Carolina be like, I have a girlfriend, which happened like 25 times in this, in like Runaways history. And it's like, oh. But, you know, as I'm, you know, not letting Emily enjoy this moment, much like Alex doesn't let them enjoy their moment. Alex, not our co host, but Alex fucking Wilder, who shows nope. up. Nope. Hey, yo. So he uh, shows up. Somehow Alex Wilder has returned. He's a zombie? Well, if you want to know, you can read Avengers Undercover. Nope. But hold not, on, no, are fake real, fans, so. real quick, what the what the fuck happened? Tell me. I don't I'm remember like, because I okay, haven't read that's fine. Undercover in like Okay, never years. mind. That's fine. If you knew, I was going to make you explain it, but if you no, don't, it, yeah, it, it is explained in Avengers Undercover how he comes back. Okay, uh, and, and like Nico and Chase both know that he's back. Mm-hmm. They just you know don't tell the others because why would they? Uh, no, um, I, that feels like important information. Alex Wilder was resurrected by Damon Hellstorm, the son of Satan, to guide Nico during her transition into the Masters of Evil and to help her cope with her increased dark magical powers. Okay. Yeah. So, well, if it was for Nico. That's like a major plot line is that like in Avengers Undercover is that he's like training her. Yeah, and that becomes better, which rele- gets relevant or at least is yeah. referenced. 
But Alex is not the only person making his return in the third arc of Raoul's Runaways. Three other major characters from the original Runaways who show up again, except only sort of, because these are the children of the Giborim, not the actual Giborim. This is the Giborim Jr., actually. Yeah. Yeah. This is not a yeah. return. This is, you know, Xavier's school for gifted Giborim. This is not a... <laughs> But no, the yeah, the, the Giborim are back, their children are back, they woke up and discovered that the world still existed and they were not inheriting it as all-powerful gods of the universe. So that would really suck for them, and it does, and they take it out on the runaways. I mean, parents are disappointing. That's 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 the whole that's the whole stick of this comic, so it's it's neat. neat. And in fact, they, they give the runaways an ultimatum basically saying, Hey, you either do the right of thunder that you prevented your parents from doing you know, a few years ago, or we're just going to find some other people to, we're going to kill you and then find some other people who will do it for us. Alex is like, yeah, we should just do the right of thunder. And the rest of them are like, well, we're not evil. So not really in the cards. Although they, they sort of come around on this and are like, maybe it's in the cards. Maybe we should do that. They think about it. Because they ha- are so comically bad at being superheroes that, they don't even really they can't think of a better plan just you know forget about the fact that like you know nico is like homies with like she hulk and captain marvel and you know victor hung out with tony stark and vision you know they they, whatever they they don't actually know they don't know him that well they don't know him like that but this all leads to a head with the a confrontation between the giborm children and the runaways where alex reveals that he his intention was to sacrifice victor uh, to to the Gaborum, uh, because you know he is innocent because he's a robot. I guess I don't really know how the innocence thing would work there, but Alex certainly thinks he is. And they only are able to prevent this by Gert summoning her parents' time travel machine and sending the Gaborum nine hundred and ninety nine years into the future. Which you know what that is what she says afterwards is so true that nine hundred ninety nine years in the future not their problem. Uh, other there there will be other superheroes then to deal with that they will have you know what presumably they can tell somebody like hey write down that 999 years in the future the Gaborm are going to show up and you know we should just pass this you know down and we will figure out a solution as we go it's not going to be a problem by the time it's totally fine yeah and then alex you know mysteriously disappears while they're celebrating feeling he has no role in the on the team anymore and the arc ends with a character off screen, one of the runaways asking if they can join Alex in his desertion. Alex and I know Emily, did you do you know who it is? I don't because I I only read through the issues that we have because that was where I stopped before is I I just oh. like I didn't like stop intentionally. I just like didn't pick up the the rest of well you got what you came for and then we're like fuck off no wait you got what you came for and then you didn't like finish reading the comics till like that's why is that where you stopped no i just like it no it just it so happened that like i i kind of fell off after like uh issue 18 like not for any specific reason but just okay you know sometimes you you don't keep up with the the current series you're reading it do be true it do be like that sometimes but yeah that is 
not as brief as I had intended it to be, but there's a lot there there is a lot that happens in these issues, and there's a bunch of side plots as well. I mean, it's eighteen issues. We, I mean, there's so much that we didn't even talk about. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like there's there's a, there's a few side plots that sort of show up, like recur throughout the issues. Obviously, we referenced the Nico and Carolina and Gert and Victor. We didn't even talk about everybody celebrating Christmas. Yeah, there's an issue of them celebrating Christmas, and it's beautiful. Nico has an issue where she figures out the staff of one. Doombot and Chase, like, try to rebuild Victor a body, much to Victor's dismay. And also they say goodbye to Clara forever, mm-hmm. uh, which we did reference. Which I, I really, I really, don't care. no, I, I, look, like, I liked Clara and I, but I also felt like she was just not built for the runaway's life. So, like, really, yeah. this like the way that they ended off with her was I thought like the best thing that they could have done with her as a character. And I, I was, I was very satisfied with that. Yeah. And it's just nice to have all of, you know, Joss Whedon stuff gone. Like It's nice to tie up the loose ends really. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, the Nico staff of one issue, we'll get to that in a second, but that also kind of rewrites the part of the Joss Whedon. Yeah. Well, I mean, not just the Joss Whedon run, but like it, it changes the it changes fundamentally an aspect of her character in a way that is for the better but before we get to that uh i think the 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 one thing i wanted to ask you guys because i i feel like i'm probably the only one who has read basically all of the intermediary books Mm -hmm. uh do i remember them all perfectly certainly not but how easy was it for you guys to to follow this and to pick this up, you know, having skipped from the weed and run directly to this and not having read, uh, you know, A-Force or Avengers Arena or Avengers Academy or any of those other books? Yeah, I mean, when I, because I started reading the revival because, like, I, I, I hadn't really read any Rainbow Rowell, any of Rainbow Rowell's work, but, like, I was familiar with her, so, like, I was pretty confident about the 2017 revival. So, like, like, I picked it up, and even though there was clearly a lot of stuff that I had missed in the lives of these characters, like, I didn't really find it difficult to follow at all like i mean it helps that you know with marvel comics anytime there's like something from a previous series or something that you might need to know they put like a little footnote or whatever and that's very helpful i love that but uh yeah i i did not find it difficult to pick this up at all like i will admit starting off it's a little it can be a little jarring because, you know, you're going from like one part of these characters' lives to another. And like, there's obviously this pretty big gap of things that if you didn't read the intervening books, you're just not privy to, but no, it it really felt like it all kind of just fell back into place for me. Like I felt like Raul has like a really good handle on these characters and it was not as big of an adjustment as I might have expected for me. Yeah. I had an easier time reading this one than I did BKB's run. Cause I read um, the first, uh, the first collection for runaways. So where it stops, where like a, the parents die and Alex dies and it goes uh, there. You mean uh, the, the Joss Whedon run? No, with the, the B, the BKB one. Okay. 
because well, I read the first 18 or so issues. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And then when the, Be- and then when the uh, Joss Whedon one starts, you're like, and Gerd is dead. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and like, there's a lot of stuff there. And Victor's but, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah but no, I, one, I get that. On this one, it's like, Gert died, and now we're bringing her back. She's back. And it's like, okay, it's easier to go into. Um, and they did t- tie it a lot of things. No, I get what you mean. I think that they handle it a lot better than, like, the editors in U52 did, where they were like, if you want to read this, check out Supergirl 64. and Like, it, it felt natural, and it felt like um, like the editor's notes were actually sometimes actually, like, entertaining, um, which might have just been because I was in, in a good mood reading this book. But um, going, going from the first 18 issues of runaways to this felt felt good and it felt like i didn't really miss too much other than gert dying but she's back so who cares who cares it's yeah. like it never happened yeah it's like it never happened yeah i mean i think it i think it's kind of telling that like this book does a great job of engendering so much goodwill like right off the bat that i don't know you can kind of i think gloss over some of the things that you would miss by I not disagree reading. absolutely like i feel like yeah. if you fell off runaways sometime like i mean like i did in real life around the like end of the uh bkb run and you just pick this up like it's really not as big of an adjustment as you might think yeah yeah it, i mean it's also like the first time that they get all the characters back uh in years that probably helps yeah it's this is like basically since the since the end of the original bkv mm-hmm. issues like the the core runaways have not been in a book together since that point until this comes out so yeah that that, that that's that is good to know because I, i'm always it's always hard for me to like gauge stuff like that because i read so much cape shit that uh, I often don't find myself like in the position that a lot of like new readers would be like diving into stuff like that. So um, I-, I was going to ask you guys like what your sort of general thoughts on the-, the quality of the issues was, but I feel like I've sort of, we've gotten a good sense that uh, you are both fans. Yeah. That's I'm pretty, I'm pretty high on this, honestly. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because like, I was aware of Rainbow Rowell as a novelist, but like a lot of people that I know were not huge fans of like her novel work. So I was a little hesitant going in, but honestly, I feel like the the tone and everything with these characters is just nailed in such an exemplary yeah. fashion that like this book is just a joy to read like through and through. <laughs> I said earlier that this was way better than the Brian Kavon run, a run that I really like. I just think that it, I think it's, it's written better, um, but like the BKV run has so many things that this one picks up on and it's like, you know, it sets the tone and created the character. So it's hard to be like, this one's way better, but it's something where like, it feels like, you know, Star Wars 4 to Star Wars 5, where it's like, you get to flesh it out a bit more and you get more cool adventures and it like, it feels more elevated. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really yeah. like this. I was I was being coy earlier. I do actually agree. This is this is my favorite Runaways book. I I definitely like I I love those BKV issues, but I I definitely think that this is this is yeah. better. And it's kind of you know like it's easy to say on the one hand that like yeah like BKV was still like kind of a new writer at that time. So yeah, like you, you that that kind of bleeds through. But also and also like you know the sensibilities of the early two thousands totally. versus yeah. uh, you know twenty seventeen. The fact We're that the very BKV run is readable. 
uh, mm-hmm. compared to you know other stuff we read from him that's like kind of not um yeah. it's, it's you know it's, it's a testament to the series the series overall and everything i also think that like it's worth pointing out that like Raoul had never written comics before this, but made the yes. jump really well. Yeah, and- like we normally, when you have an author, like a a book author coming to comics, there is a huge adjustment, and you find that a lot of those books have like way more text than is necessary. Yeah. That is not a problem at all ever in this book. It's kind of I'll say it like it's very impressive as a jump from from novels to comic books. Yeah, and and I think it's kind of you know partially comes from the fact that she like if you read or listen to interviews that she did, she has like been a comic book fan for since she was like very yeah young. Like, yeah she, makes absolutely and, sense. Like she cites like the the burn run on She Hulk and stuff as being like super like inspirational influential for her. And oh yeah, absolutely. Which also funny that now she's writing She-Hulk, uh, <laughs> yeah. which is also funnily uh, to a point you made earlier, Emily, a great place for Doombot and Victor hanging out. Uh, there, they both. Let's fucking read it, baby! I love these boys. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think I think it's just worth highlighting that she she makes that jump really really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like impressively well because we've yeah. we've read plenty of books from like novelists that make that jump and don't do yep. so with nearly as much elegance. Yeah. yeah like sure. novelists, screenwriters, like it, mm-hmm. being good at one medium does not necessarily translate to comics. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. comics is just such a specific medium that it's kind of like, it can seem from the outside in that it's not going to be as drastic of a jump, but it really is. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it, I mean, I think I mentioned it before, but compared to BKB's run, it feels like there are less like, whoa, crazy cliffhanger, and it's more like that's also true. The story's just good throughout. But you know, BKB loves a cliffhanger. It's sort yeah. of like part of I his. Mean, he's good at it. Yeah, like that—that's just kind of the way that he writes stories. And I mean, like yeah. his saga cliffhangers, I feel are better than his runaway cliffhangers, which oh, I think are good. Sure. But it's also like, it's nice to have a book that's just like. You know, I read till issue twenty five because even though we had only had to read eighteen, because I was like, oh, I just want to read more. Like these yeah, characters absolutely. are really cool. Writing great. I, right. I mean, like if if I had not put off reading the last of this arc until like the very last second, I probably would have also faced similar temptation. Yeah, I mean, there, there's something really compelling about reading a sort of serialized superhero book that is for a lot of the time just like kind of a domestic drama mm-hmm. like it's very soap opera-y and i say that as a compliment more than anything else but <laughs> which is i know it's weird for me to use that as a compliment but it is fun to just like see the characters like hanging out and dealing and having conflicts that aren't the usual superhero conflicts that even like and this is one of the way areas where I, I think there is a notable difference between this and the BKV run where the BKV run has that, but at the end of the day, they are still like constantly up against some kind of like supernatural world ending threat, be mm-hmm. it the Gaborm early on or like the scroll or a time travelers, a number of other things. I mean, Ultron in <laughs> at one point, you know, this, the, the stakes of this, uh, are often allowed to just be like more personal and not as world ending. I mean, the first, the first six issues, like the, the villain is Molly's grandma, who's 
<laughs> you know, for all of her scientific brilliance, not that threatening of an enemy. No, and, and when they beat her, they're just like they, they just basically leave. They don't they don't they don't even incarcerate her or anything. They're just like yeah. we're leaving the house, and Grandma's like no, and they're like we're we're leaving the house, Grandma. Thank you. Well, what are you gonna do about it? <laughs> yeah, come on. Like, yeah, no, it's uh, it's. Do you guys think Marvel's not... gonna? put you know who knows about their movie plans i haven't seen a marvel movie in a little bit do you think runaways in the in the movie sense you think that would be something that it would no. like i i mean i would love that but i just don't see that happening like the the way that they did the runaways tv show it just feels like they really did that in a tv way and i would be very surprised to see any of those characters like show up in movies unfortunately yeah i and like I not that like i feel show. like the actors who played the runaways in the tv show were like i liked all of them i just you know i just don't see it happening yeah, I mean, like I, I hopped off the TV show, but I think that the, a TV show would be a better, like than a movie. Like for Runaways, I feel like you need to have a lot of character stuff going, going, going. I don't think uh-huh. in a movie that it would, it would translate as well. No, I, you know, um, I was even if like because I only watched the first season of the Runaways TV show. I meant to watch more of it uh, before this, but I just I really didn't get around to it. But um, I really feel like doing a like streaming tv show was the way to go with the runaways i just don't i just don't really they they're just not like a movie group you know i mean so much of what makes the runaways great is that you get that sort of like friends or family hanging out kind of vibe from it and a lot of it ends up kind of being slow burn sort of stuff where they have interpersonal conflicts that build over the course of issues issues and issues and issues like you couldn't do the the story of like chase and victor or chase and doombot rebuilding victor's body Mm -hmm. in a movie because so much of what makes the payoff in in the later issues of what we read i think it's in like 16 or 17 where he gets the body you know like you don't you don't have enough space for for him to really go through that internal conflict the internal conflict about it and and it's not it's just not as i just don't think it would be as satisfying in the confines of a of a two-hour movie um i also just think that like it would be weird to do runaways as a movie too because they're what they're like kind of an outlier in the superhero comic sense in that because they're not the flagship characters their status quo actually changes it's not Mm -hmm. like tony stark yeah, like the status quo has changed. It always kind of reverts back to the same thing, but there's always like a recognizable Tony Stark that like inspired the movie version and that movie version obviously went back and inspired the the changed some things about the comic book inspiration. But like, yeah. there's not like one like chase. You can't like just take chase in a certain point of time. Like if you were to make a movie and it's like the origin story of the original BKB issues, it would be really unsatisfying. I feel like for a lot of like, well, and like comic book fans, I don't think Marvel would go to... th- forward with it unless they tied it to an MCU character somehow or an MCU villain yeah. group. Like, I don't think it would be like, like I think they change it to where it's like, here's some villains from Marvel and they created a society. Like, it's just such a non-movie MCU yeah. property thing. Um, mm-hmm. And also, I mean, do I do I want to see an MCU version of this when no, I haven't no, liked an MCU not thing really. They would not let yeah. Nico and Carolina kiss on. Uh, 
in in a movie version, so I'm not interested anymore. Not that I was interested before, but uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like if they do it and they get the kiss, then I'm in. That's it. That's I, all I think. Do. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> that's my like only bar. Yeah. No, the seriously. thing is, though, it will nothing will be as satisfying as waiting like eight years for it to happen, and also like so true. Emily alluded to this, but the Chris Anka page is so gorgeous. The uh, art is so good. <laughs> It's like, so beautiful. Like the way that the way that they are both drawn because like we didn't really mention it in the plot summary. It has to do with like Carolina having like a dinner at with yeah. like her family's uh organization like charitable organization that now she has to be a part of because she is like of legal age. But like she brings Nico as her date to the event because she doesn't have a date anymore because Julie broke up with her and Nico is kind of like I guess I'll go with you and like both of them their dresses are so pretty and like they just look so fucking gorgeous together and then like the moment when they actually kiss like oh my god (laughs) it's just so good and we also get like the like the kind of redraw of the uh the Alfonso run of like the first time that Carolina like expresses feelings for Nico and Nico thinks that she's straight so she says like no or whatever like <sighs> it's so good <laughs> yeah i mean it's a really well constructed issue cuz you it, you have also the dual narrative with like Gert and Victor at the same mm-hmm. time of them yeah. going back in time to see yeah because really yeah cute. Gert wants to see these like special butterflies that have gone extinct and it's beautiful yeah um but also like just the the way that that flashback works in is really like they work that flashback in really well uh i i think um especially because like then they do the hand touch thing again uh (laughs) so it's good i mean i i think chris anka in a lot of ways is like and and i was actually curious to get your guys thoughts on this but like chris anka's style kind of feels like a sort of contemporary equivalent to uh the adrian alfona style like it is yeah actually i had not thought about it that way but i think you're right yeah because it it sort of feels similarly inspired by like contemporary web comics and like mm-hmm. what like modern web comics look like. Absolutely. Like we, I, I specific to go, do, go back to the questionable content. Well, which I, I feel like we referenced that, that the, this that oh, yeah. all the time. We really um, just need to do a questionable content episode. <laughs> I, I think John, but uh, Adrian Alfona's like art in BKV's runaways is kind of like, the original like 500 pages of questionable content or whatever and like modern questionable content kind of looks like chris Anka's work yeah so absolutely it, it's which very I was pretty it is very pretty um and yeah. i thought that it was interesting that like they kept the like they, they, they didn't get away from like the aspects of the original runaways that were trying to appeal to like a non-traditional comic book or like superhero yeah. comic book audience like mm. a lot of those elements like down to like the visual style are still yeah. here in, in Raoul's absolutely um i think it's telling about like 
I, I mean, Rowell obviously has talked a lot about how she really liked the BKB books. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So the fans of Runaways are one for two, which is, you know, not bad. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> Sorry, Joss. Sorry, buddy. Oh. Um, one of the, I mean, we, we, again, brushed over this in the plot summary, but I do want to kind of talk about the, the Nico issue, which is, yeah. Where because it's, it's like so fundamentally like it changes the status quo of Nico as yeah. a character. Like it, it, it for the first time like firmly explains like the origins of the staff. Like we've gotten like inklings of it, but it, it explains the mm-hmm. backstory of the staff of one, how it got into Nico's family, how it got to Nico, and what its relationship with Nico is. Mm-hmm. Um, and rewrites how she uses it so now rather than uh having to cut herself and draw blood every time she wants to access the staff every time she accesses the staff the witch who lives inside of the staff uh, a small part of her leaves the staff and enters into nico so nico so Mm -hmm. that witch can like feel the the world and, and interact with the world in some ways and eventually this will you know, every, uh, this will eventually be epic for Nico when you know she uses enough spells and is no longer Nico. She's no longer but, Nico. Know, that that's that'll that'll be a long time in the future. But I, I wanted to like sort of get your guys' opinion on on this mm-hmm. issue, and you know, the obviously the big thing is the change in how the staff works, but just generally like yeah, and, and not just this issue, but like Nico's relationship with the staff uh, I, in I, these I, issues. Like, I, I'm curious. What this you guys came down on this that. arc is very much like both because you know gert loses two years right away and like the other ones are older and that's very like a central a central theme of this but it it does feel like nico is like growing up and it's like it's like a choice to move to move her character forward which is which is really cool um i guess say what you will about the original like oh she has to cut herself or draw blood to to get powers whether you're uh, you know a fan of that or not um i think i think this is more of like a, a maturation and i think it's it, it, it's cool that she gets to like choose it too that she makes the deal. It's it, you know it it is tied to her family's legacy and stuff, but she's the one who's doing the bartering. She's not tied to the bartering that her family has done for generations and stuff like that. She's not tied to the stuff that her her parents were doing. She's you know she's she's really making herself her own person, which is which is really cool. And then the stuff with Carolina too, where she's finally like getting what she sort of is going after and all that stuff. So uh, I thought it was a fantastic issue. In the yeah, change. I you know like. I said it in a previous episode, but like, you know, as like, as like cool and fun as I think like the, the mechanics of Nico's power are starting off with, like, I do think it kind of sucks (laughs) that like, it kind of like her powers kind of have to come from this like sort of self-harm coded sort of place and i you know it it makes a lot of sense to me that uh someone writing a modern runaway story would want to move away from that sort of imagery and i think it's the best decision for the character overall and i like that they incorporated some of that like discomfort with having to do the action of like drawing the blood to to summon the staff i think that that worked really well and i thought it was a really cool uh 
I thought it was a really cool compromise, sort of. And I liked getting this background on the staff itself and, like, what drives the power of the staff in a way that, unlike in the BKB run, doesn't just, like, it isn't just total, like, torture porn sucktitude. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree. I mean, I, I think that, like, the, you know drawing blood thing is like very dramatic in a way that's fun but also obviously very dated yeah like it yeah that's like where i'm coming from with it it's it's like very 2003 like i'm edgy yes uh, exactly mentality to be like i have to cut myself which is why i think think this is such a like is like i feel like it's an elegant solution to uh kind of fixing that without having to like totally just i mean like they're rewriting things but not in a way that doesn't work yeah i also appreciate that like you know even in the bkb stuff like nico clearly is has a yeah lot she doesn't love it that. like and i like that like that's the thing that gets like that through line gets pulled on here mm-hmm. and, and sort of pulled through of like yeah she's like she doesn't want to use the staff yeah like a mm-hmm. because she in part yeah because she feels like she doesn't want to squander it and she wants to only use it when it's absolutely necessary but also because like she hates the she's i mean it doesn't help that she can only use one spell once yeah. like yeah. i don't imagine that that endears you to a magic system right uh, and i also appreciate that Raul ties it into some of the like theme the legacy themes of yeah. specifically where you know the there's a lot in these issues about the characters having never really gotten over what happens in the first 13 issues it, it like both yeah. of their parents and then also like losing Alex and then yeah. Alex comes back and is still like obsessed with like yeah we just have to do the rite of thunder and and do what we our parents were originally going to yeah. do and I and I like that you know Nico is kind of the completely runs counter to that where yeah she sort of gets to not only like in the the Gaborim sense but also in the sense of like she can take the power that her her was given to her by her mother and like completely mm-hmm. reorient her relationship with it away from mm-hmm. being about like a relationship with her mom and into like about her relationship with the the, the woman in the staff I yeah guess. Um, i think the issue is really good too yeah, yeah i I, the- I really like it i like i like the scene where like nico and the person in the staff go to like a pancake restaurant yeah. like yeah, i was very charming I was gonna say that, that comedic beat of her coming out and being like yeah your mom always took me to get pancakes and i love them it's like yeah that's great yeah I yeah mean, delightful the- honestly yeah Alex, if you have anything last on that, you we, you can get to it in just a second. But I just wanted to say that I think like the com- the comedy in this book is fantastic. Just yes, it was on, on my mind, and we can maybe get into that in a second if if Alex, if unless you have something. Yeah, to say uh, the only thing was it's also like you know she's trying to do things differently, and she offers the staff like, "Oh, you be free," and the staff's like, oh, "I'm gonna kill so many people," and she's like, "Oh shit, <laughs> right. okay, all right. oh you're evil." All right, we gotta we gotta rethink that. Uh, how about you just like take a yeah. part of me every time I use a spell? And they're like, you know what? That's cool. We'll see you around. Um, yeah. Yeah, Nico, you're not going to have to wonder about that for uh, like 100 spells. For 965 <laughs> years. And then the Gaboran come back. And then the guy takes over her body. Perfect. 
I, I do really, I, I, I com completely forgot to mention that element, but uh, element of it, but I do really like that. Like the whole time Nico does get led to believe like, Oh, this woman is actually like pretty reasonable. Like why, why did my ancestors fuck with her? Like my, because and then... she's like also, she's also like bought into the idea that like, yeah, like my mom was evil. So obviously like her ancestors were probably evil too. Mm -hmm. it can't yep. have just been her. Uh, but then it's like, Oh, actually you know the the staff actually is evil there was a reason that you know yeah there's also an element of like oh yeah your ancestors actually did something good too it's not just your mom and your dad who were mm -hmm. trying to end humanity there's, yeah there's something in your yeah. legacy that's worth holding on to yeah absolutely. which is which is cool i don't know i i, re I really like that aspect uh i yeah i, I really agree like that, that, that that story arc um I, I really like this uh, change up for Nico. I think she deserves it and she's yeah. earned it at this point uh, oh, yeah. throughout all of her uh, travails through the Marvel universe. Uh, I, yeah, I, I thought it was good. I, I really yeah. enjoyed it. Me too. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, I just wanted to, because I mentioned it before um, there's a, phenomenal comedic panel in this book in the first issue where they go to carolina's dorm and uh somebody carolina's neighbor walks out and old lace just gives him a look and he just does the uh he does the homer simpson walk right walk right back out of the bar <laughs> there are a lot of really um, good comedic moments in these books that yeah. i feel like we just we're not gonna have time to like zero in on all of them unfortunately but like this is a really funny book <laughs> it's really funny mm -hmm. i mean yeah we obviously can't there's like did you... there's a whole issue that or like a whole little side story of just like old lace like going around the uh the hostel trying to hang out with characters yeah, it's it's the runaways version of the Hawkeye pizza dog. Yes, and it fucking of, rules. Instead of investigating a murder, she's just like trying to chill. Old ladies is trying to chill. You know, yeah. I was wondering what it reminded me of, and it is fucking that Hawkeye. It like it, it is a hundred percent like that's what I was thinking of, and just couldn't grab. Yeah. Right down to the text bubbles all being sort of like yeah, yeah, like you can only see like certain words, and they're yeah. all like character names and good girl. <laughs> Or bad girl, <laughs> and the and the hearts when she sees Chase. Yeah. Oh my God, the scene where she sees Chase, like, oh, it's so so charming, so delightful. I I love old lace so much. Old lace is awesome. I also mm -hmm. love that, like, old. Also, you know, the whole thing originally was that it was arsenic. It was yeah. arsenic in yeah, old but... lace, and I like that old lace just stuck. Yeah. Like, no one wants to call Kurt arsenic. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you, you you know, we obviously can't get into all of them, but did you guys have any in particular that like stuck out, like in terms of like the comedic moments that stuck out to you that you wanted to shout out or, or bring attention to? Uh, if you guys, I think, I think, do, I think Doombot, the whole, like, this is my first, uh, <laughs> first introduction to Doombot and just, just super funny. Doombot um, is so good. I messaged us in the group chat. Doom Doombot is my best friend and I love him so much. <laughs> yeah. So, so Doombot's a robot who thinks it's Dr. Doom, but also knows that it's not Dr. Doom. And it's like, yeah. has both these things going on, which is, which is played for comedy. Um, it's really but... good. I love in the Christmas issue when he shows up with Granny Von Doom's uh, old recipe. It's, yeah. <laughs> Doombot is such a, Doombot is such a gem of a character. Uh, it's really just so charming. So, yeah. 
he 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 is charming. Definitely, like I I also think the, the this book has and I think Doombot's really the only one, but there are some other additions to the to the Runaways that happen in this book, and I think like Raoul by far has the best like new Runaways since Victor. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Like, when you get the uh, the Gaborum who ends up. Yeah, the Gaborum Junior. I loved all yeah. of them. They were really fun. Yeah. yeah. And, and and one of them does stick around. He he yeah. Yeah. He's stuck with them. Yeah. It's a little sad, but then it's also funny, so it's kind of like it's yeah, good. He, he becomes their he become he he becomes their friend. I also um the issue where like Gert goes out and sees that like purple hair is normal now and then dyes her hair brown. I think is really <laughs> stupid, but I think like it did make me laugh and it's kind of funny. I just I don't know, like on an aesthetic level, I would have much preferred Gert just choosing another color than going back to like brown. She does go back to eventually. She gets a purple. She dies like a strand of it. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I'll accept that fully. Because like I I thought it was something supernatural where she went and everyone had purple hair or like she was like something (laughs) mentally was like. But it was yeah. It's really no. Okay. Just what happened is that in the intervening time, like having like bright colored hair is not as abnormal i guess which would really be the like time jump between when runaways actually ended and when it came back is really when like having brightly colored hair became sort of more of a normal thing but uh like it makes sense for her as a character i guess but like i don't know i just would have preferred to see her in a different color I actually, that's that is fair, but I, I do really like it for her character because it like, makes be- it she... makes better sense as a character arc. I'll, like well, I will admit that. But as someone and who I has like the, like, short hair, yes, yeah, I, I like that she is like, I, like written as still being fifteen. Like the other characters obviously have changed a lot, but mm-hmm. like there's no attempt to like write Gert differently than she was written originally. And like, yeah, there is a part of like the the dyed hair thing at least for her that is just like pure like absolutely 15 year old rebellious streak so i think it makes sense and and you know like to alex's point you know maybe there weren't that many people who were actually purple in the world but i do think that like what she was just seeing was more people having this hair color and not something that she was accustomed to when she died well i don't think anyone in the world is purple I mean, people have purple hair, Jonathan. Oh, that that's what... Oh, okay. (laughs) Sorry. Anyway. (laughs) Um, Jean-Luc, getting ahead of ourselves, but you're taking away one of our bits, so I'm glad you're bringing another one. That's good. What bit am I taking away? Or maybe it was done earlier. Oh, I am. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you are. Okay. Maniac. Alex actually read the show notes. That's crazy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like surprises. <laughs> I don't think it's it's not I, it's not crazy. I, I I expected it. Um, there's a you know I, we just spent a lot of time talking about Nico, which mm-hmm. you know I think is fair, understandable. She she is the best runaway. Uh, but I think the the other character, the you know the other characters who have like the biggest changes, obviously like there's Gert who's alive again and not dead. So that's a big Uh. change. But in terms of character changes, I think the other two are probably Carolina and Victor. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
how did you guys feel about uh like victor's conflict about like being ahead for the rest of his life and maybe his like contentment with just being ahead i don't really blame him i guess because like the body that he had was built for something that he did not want and like it makes sense for him to be hesitant about getting another body and having i guess the power to follow through on that programming like you know i guess if if I were in a position where when I previously had a body, really bad shit was happening, I would also maybe be a little uh a little afraid and maybe uh retreat into the security of not having to worry about having all of that power, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say definitely on that front. And it's kinda like I like how at ease he is with just just being ahead. It's very funny. It makes for a lot of really good gags and bits, him just being ahead, and I love that. And then, like, on the other end, the reason he ends up getting a body and wanting to do that is because I I think it's because he and Gert, like, I mean, like, that's part of it, but I think also it seems like he's just maybe starting to feel less like any body that he has is going to be a weapon. Yeah, yeah, and I, th- yeah. I think I mean I, th- I think Gert's like I think Gert's like a part of that. And it, yeah, like, yeah, 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 there, yeah. But it's like, um, yeah, it's nice that he has a body. But I mean, at the end of this arc, he's still not like good with the body. Like he's still sure. having these flashbacks and stuff like that. So, um, see where that goes, I guess. I, I think he also comes to the realization that like, oh, you know, a weapon is what you do with it, right? Yeah, like, a weapon in, in and of itself is not a bad thing, and he literally zaps the vision's son who was like his nephew in in the Tom King vision book and like uh, just obliterates him. So, you know, his, his reservations are very understandable, but I I do like the arc that like of his coming to realize him coming to realize that like in a way that is like surprisingly morally complex, even if it's not like uh, overt always Mm -hmm. for a Marvel book that it's like, yeah, sometimes you, have to make compromises like that and do shit that like do fucked up shit like make your body an epic weapon uh in order to to do good things mm-hmm. um, and you can do good things with a weapon it's not you know yeah. it doesn't mean anything in and of yeah itself. it's what you do with it that matters so i yeah i enjoyed it. I, I enjoy that i like it i like that little like helicopter thing he gets that he flies around i love just i was so fucking room. obsessed when they put him on a roomba that was the best thing ever <laughs> yeah. the 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 Rowell and chris anka do not like hesitate at you know the amount of bits that you can do with a character they are so willing to lean into things being a little silly in a way that is so fun and rewarding i think to read and it's great superhero comics too right because you have these people with these like absurd abilities like Mm -hmm. why not lean into the part of them that is like oh you can just do really goofy shit with with yes do like these awesome heroic stories too yes absolutely um and very like classic comics too it's like like the Roomba thing is something that you would expect to see on a Silver Age cover. Oh yeah, like, you know, with some big caption of like 
Victor Mancha turned into a vacuum cleaner. I don't, I don't know. I, a I Doomba. Really yeah. A Doomba. <laughs> Doomba yeah. really got me, honestly. Doomba, Doomba is good. Yeah. Um, I no, I, I I like all that stuff is good. Yeah. Um, the, and and you know, it's also the legacy thing of him being like really uncomfortable with the fact that his body was like mm-hmm. built by Ultron. Yes. Uh, as it, a yeah. backup. Uh, or uh, like not a backup for Ultron, but like if Ultron failed to take over the world, yeah, 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 Victor uh, would. Victor would do it. So um, does Victor not age then? Because he's he's robot. No. Like, will he be around nine hundred and eighty-seven years when the when the Gaboran come back and are like, hey, we're back? Yeah, he'll be he'll be there. That's good. Hopefully, he spends a lot of that time researching how to deal with it. I mean, he could die in the intermediary time. I guess <laughs> that's true. But although that hasn't, that hasn't really worked, it, it it does seem hard to kill him. It, his death. If you read the Tom King vision run, his death seems pretty definitive. Uh, and they're just like, eh. I don't remember like, him in it, but shit. I remember a lot of deaths that was like, oh, wow. Oh, oh wow. Oh, wow. So there is Victor Mancha's of... like, you cannot kill me in a way that matters. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, that is exactly what it is. Um, but And the Carolina thing, I think, is similar, too, because, you know, she has this whole, th- you know, mm-hmm. she got away from the superheroics for all life. intents and purposes it seems like carolina has moved on when we start yeah. the story like yeah like she's still dating julie power who julie power is still like i think like in the avengers at this point like yeah. not the main avengers but you know she's an event she an honorary she is an avenger at this point still but you know carolina herself is not really involved in in any of that and you know feels content moving on and i was curious how you guys felt about like how that was her coming back from the fold sandal and also like mm-hmm. what like would you guys like like to see characters like that just get to be done and be written out in the way that clara is written out but like do you think that like there would be a way to like reach that character progression and would you like to see that happen for characters i mean obviously i think probably you wouldn't want to see that happen for the runaways <laughs> specifically because yeah you know they could tell runaway stories for 50 years and i think all of us would be pretty happy with that but i would not generally. totally hate if the characters from runaways got to have some sort of happy ending for them because i think they deserve it and i would love for them to be happy or at least you know like have have resolution uh Mm. but because i love these characters there's also a part of me that's like no i don't want them to like have their little happy ending because that means that they can't show up in other books i might read yeah (laughs) you know i mean when this book starts, like Carolina is at school and she's liking it. Like yeah. she's living a normal life and her roommate like knows that she's an alien and is mm-hmm. cool with it. And it's like, it'd be nice for these characters to have a happy ending. Cause they've, they've shown in the past that even like they're still teenagers, but they're still that like, Oh, we don't have to be superheroes and going mm-hmm. around the world and doing this stuff as much as I do. Like, do like watching that stuff. Um, yeah. Like I really enjoy it, but you know, if someone came out and wrote like the end of the runaways and had all of these characters have like a, a nice little happy ending that they could like, you know, write off into the sunset with like, I would, you know, I would probably be okay. Honestly, like, who would because you get to, uh, I to, to write that? Who's your dream end of runaways writer? And, you know, <laughs> Part of me 
Disney wants Rainbow Rowell to write it because it seems like she's done such a bang up job with the rest of Runaways, you know? Like, it feels like if somebody's gonna have, like, a nice ending for these characters that, like, it seems like she could pull it off. I, I you know, if I had to pick someone else, I'm not sure, but... Rainbow Rowell and Mark Millar co-writing. Fuck off. It'd be fun. One page is, like... Awesome. How, would, I don't know. how in no. the world would they be able to co-write? Okay, do you no 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 do you remember the common commandi challenge? Oh yeah. Where, I don't know that uh, I... Alex of course remembers this. So so the commandi challenge was a thing that happened in DC Rebirth where they okay. brought back this character called Commandi, who's like the last human on earth. It's a doesn't really okay. context, but sure. the, the the gimmick of it was that every issue was a different writer. And the writer like got to look at the script for the previous issue and had to pick up where the cliffhanger ended, but could do whatever they wanted after they resolved okay. the cliffhanger from the previous issue. So, what if they did the Runaways challenge, but it's just Rainbow Rowell and Mark Millar alternating every issue? That would be the most insane thing I've ever read in my life, but I would read it. Bring in Brian K. Vaughn. Bring in bring yeah. in uh Mr. Mr. Nerdbro himself. Bring in uh the Joss Whedon. Have a I, I don't think you. anyone wants to let Joss Whedon Please don't. No, no, actually. You know what? Mark Miller is a good substitute. He's yeah. He's... I would I would I mean look, if you asked me like in a vacuum, like would I rather read something written by Joss Whedon or Mark Millar? Like it's not even a choice. It's not Both. even a choice. Like, I'm obviously reading the Millar book. But... <laughs> I didn't know which answer was going to be funnier. Wait, oh, well, I'm not being funny. I'm genuinely saying, no. No, I just I, mean, I, like, like, when you, I... like, when I put them together, like, I can't real like. Either way. I would rather just die <laughs> if I had to choose. I would, I don't know. Like, I would Mark Millar has some bangers. We'll we'll do some Mark. We, we, I got a I got a Millar pill, you guys. I it's think Mark like, Millar would go more. Oh, Civil I don't War, like that. John, what else do you yeah. want? Yeah, yeah, but Civil. I, yeah, but I'm not under no illusions that Civil War is good. Like I didn't read that because I was like, you got this will make you Mark. What if we read Kick Ass? No, we're not going to do that, dude. Have you read Kick Ass? Yes, I mean not like oh, okay, okay. not not in a very long time, but I did yeah, read it no, before the movie came out. That's one where it's like, <laughs> just, if you're interested, just go watch the movie and don't bother with the, <laughs> the comics at all. Um, anyway. I made my dad take me to see that movie and he was like, um, I need two tickets for Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass. <laughs> he hated saying it so much. <laughs> I mean, it's a dumb name. It is a dumb name. A is dumb Jim name for a dumb comic. Yeah. Unlike Runaways, which actually I do think Runaways is a great name. It's very yeah, evocative. great name for a great comic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the the last sort of like question that I that I came in with, you know, and this is something that we've touched on is that the the Runaways actually their status quo does get to change, mm-hmm. um, and we've mm-hmm. talked about it a little bit already. But like, f- the, it's a two part question, I guess. The first is, how do you like? Do you think that Raul does? Uh, like, how do you feel Raul handles the the characters aging and changing? And we've addressed it briefly. Um, but is that something that you would like to see more superhero comics do? Um, or you know, would you be more in the camp that part of the charm of superhero comics is that you know 
you can kind of just read anything from any era and it's not the same but you know you can yeah it's it's in theory accessible except for the huge number on the cover Mm -hmm. yeah and i think this one i mean like i I didn't read the like middle issues and i read a bit of weed and stuff i didn't finish bkv's run i didn't read whoever was in 2010 uh catherine Catherine Mm -hmm. yeah I think I think it does a good job of it, but it's also like the the time because of Gert, like the time is such an integral part of the like story right from the right from the get go that it kind of like feels natural and stuff like that. Um, but I like to see I like to see heroes grow up and and, and go through things because uh, I have no problem with heroes like growing and then like being de-aged and then growing and then growing old and then going back and going forth because it's you know it's all just like stories of what you can do with these characters. So. Um, I'm sure continuity heads are a little more like, you know, if the runaways are here, they can't go back and there's no things to do. But like, that's one of the things that I liked about the new 52 was like, Oh, it's like all these characters are at this certain stage in their lives. And that got old very quickly, but it was cool while it was cool. So, um, always open to that. Yeah. Like I, I understand the appeal of characters basically not, changing because that does mean you can just kind of jump in wherever but i feel like the aging of these characters is handled really well and i do like when characters have to kind of like grow up and face new challenges because like the type of challenge that you're going to face as like an eternal teenager is going to be different from what a character who's growing into their 20s is going to be facing even if you're facing like the same thing you're going to be approaching it differently you're going to have different thoughts about it because of the age difference so like you know it it makes sense on a certain level to not incorporate that much drastic change with comic characters but ultimately I think doing so makes for better stories because it means you can't just retread the same ground you've already tread I also, you know, there's, it's sort of a rarity in comics to have, like, genuine, like, young adults and, like, early 20s Mm -hmm. characters. Like, you either get, like, the Young Avengers or Teen Titans-style characters that are, like, you know, 13 to 15, Mm -hmm. like like the original Runaways, or it's like, oh, they're just, like, in their 30s, you know, so it's Mm -hmm. kind of like a age range of characters that you get all the time, which is, which is fun. Yeah, um, I, I wish there was more of Carolina actually being in college. I also would yeah. have liked to see more of Carolina in college, but even like a little mini series, give give four issues yeah. of you know Runaway Adventures. What I'd like to see from Runaways now actually is because like they all have you know issues with authority figures. Um, I'd like to see them in their thirties and forties when some of them have kids, some of them have like you know some of them are or, fully adults or, or like, now, right? Or like authority figures in other people's lives and stuff like that and just mm-hmm. see that kind of thing like like i don't think they're gonna join a cult and try to kill you know destroy the world and stuff like that but you know even if it's just like a 12 issue miniseries or something like that would be cool. i want to see the runaways version of kingdom come yeah ex- exactly don't say exactly. that because now i want it so bad that's, that's and exactly. it'll never happen john yeah you they're can't just put that character. idea in my head yeah. They're not the kind of characters that get like you know Elseworlds. It would be so <laughs> no, good. No. And it's like, what would they look so like older? You can, you can write. Like, you can put it on Ao3. I We've, will not. Yeah. Someone else can, and I'll read it. <laughs> I've been reading a lot of fan fiction lately. Guys, don't worry. 
We'll get, we'll get Chad on, who's never read Yeah! Runaways. We can, we can sit runaways, Chad but. down and force him to read a bunch of Runaways and then write fan fiction for him. <laughs> <laughs> it's the dream. It'll be great. That is the dream. Yeah, I, 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 I really like that. And not to say too much, but I, I, I think that Raul actually does one of the does another thing that is like rare for newer comic book writers to do when they take on like superhero characters in that she changes the status quo a lot but then when her run ends she like leaves things in a place where like you know whoever writes it next could kind of do anything with the characters mm-hmm. that they wanted yeah even though the status quo has changed but given that it's the runaways i feel like oh you know i feel like most people who would be writing runaways books in the future would do carry through so i would hope so most important. for sure yeah. if they're gonna bring runaways back they're not gonna bring it back to like destroy it i would hope you know it's like it's enough of an effort to be like runaways let's do it so yeah. i also john i have to say that i was pretty disappointed when uh we loaded up the call today for this episode and you did not have like the three buns like chase has like the ray star wars buns in one of those issues I, I can't do that. I do like that he has the Ray Star Wars. It's very yeah. cute, and I love it very much. Uh, just uh, the so time many... where Force Awakens just came out, so it's like so many. Well, of actually, the... actually, Last Jedi had just come out. Oh, even even bunnier. <laughs> so many of the like the the way that they change up the character designs in this book is also extremely good. Chase has several different hairdos that I I quite love, but everybody else, like, I just really feel like they went in a direction that really feels like these characters and how they would grow. And and they also, I mean, they sort of brought them in line with like the more traditional Marvel style. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Like the original, like Adrian Alphona designs are very clearly meant to evoke like Shonen anime. Yeah. Shonen manga character designs with like the big spiky hair and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, And now they, you know, also, like, they're not teenagers anymore, so, like, well, Molly still is, but the, and Gert, I guess. But, like, the fashion but, tastes change. And, yeah, like, they're what, not as dramatic. Yeah. And, you know, as they were when they, like, Nico doesn't really do the robe thing anymore. No. <laughs> I like that Molly gets a bunch of different hats. Uh, we yeah. see lots of different cartoon mm-hmm. hats for Molly that I, I'm a big fan of. We actually haven't talked much about Molly. Which really uh, is a shame, because she's, like honestly a highlight of this whole book i think you should talk about molly i just like in the first arc and i just you know molly has always been like such a charming character in the runaways universe and like seeing her like get a little older and also be like so excited about like school and her friends and like all of her extracurriculars like it's just it's so delightful and she's so excited about like growing up kind of and going through these different steps and you know like growing up is sort of at odds with the runaways ethos so that becomes a conflict especially like with Gert involved who like doesn't you know doesn't want things to progress because for her they haven't progressed like I know just Molly she's like the Pinkie pie of the runaways like she's like the like almost always the pure comic relief character and i just i really enjoyed what we were able what they were able to do with molly in in this book i like that 
she had sort of an arc that she was central to. Uh, normally, she's just sort of like popping in, uh, like I said, for the comic relief or whatever else is going on. So for her to really be the focus of like that arc with her friend who has the cupcake that will make you 13 forever. Like, I, I really enjoyed that because I feel like she deserves like her her time to shine. Yeah, I, 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 I do really like that, you know, Molly just isn't just like the kid that they're dragging around. With yeah, she's anymore. not just like the she, baby anymore. Yeah, she she still gets to be the comedic relief character, and I like that they like don't get rid of that entirely. Yes, but you know she also like has, um, like she has like more self confidence and is able to play like a bigger role in the story because you mm-hmm. know she's. Mm-hmm. you know more assertive absolutely as a child and, like, and she also like the, the most powerful among them probably yeah yeah, um, yeah no it's, it's just neat at the beginning that like she's off with her grandma who's obviously like you know not a great person but like she she, she doesn't need the runaways at the beginning and it mm-hmm. like goes in there but she's still she's still like the heart of the team which is nice yeah um, yeah but you know she needs her two moms and and her dad uh she sure do she sure does you know. I, I really love the Nico spell, the, the legal adoption it's spell. So that Nico good. Has. <laughs> they, they go to parent teacher interview night for yeah, yeah. for Molly. And like, that seems perfectly fine and normal. Yeah, as 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 Molly's teacher says to, to Nico and Chase. It's such a great like that is yeah. so that's good. Awesome. I, I really like too that like just a, a last thing on, on Nico and this mm-hmm. is also like plays in the comedy thing that like at this point, you do actually kind of have to like be creative with the spells that Nico can use because it is not just like a contrivance that she can't use the easy, obvious spells anymore. Like, yeah, all the other writers took the the obvious ones. I wonder if there's a list that like Marvel has for for the next person. I'm sure there is, or like sure yeah. someone keeps more in the lore. Yeah, there's got to be somebody because the way that they so diligently keep track of this, like, yeah, or if they don't, they're more power to them they're just like <laughs> i mean I, the way it works is there's probably not a marvel person who does it but like whoever reads the runaways probably has to read all the old runaways and make a list and then not use any of them right um I, I don't think runaways gets managed like star wars where there's like three people on payroll who's maybe it should to keep the timeline yeah consistent. maybe it should maybe they should it should, it should. um yeah, but I I think unless the two of you have anything else you wanted to to add or, or touch on, I think that's one gonna do one it final for... thing, Jean Luc, before we head out. Um, yeah, a- Alex Wilder, not a fan of him in the first eighteen. Yeah, well, how have we? Or when oh, he's yeah. in there, how you know, have we there? managed to talk this entire time without bringing up the? I mean, like we've talked about the fact that Alex is back from the dead, but like he, he has barely back. factored into this conversation outside he, of. Well, he's back, and then he ends up like we're, we're gonna plan, we're gonna outsmart them, and then we're gonna mm-hmm. sacrifice. You know, we're going to sacrifice this guy. Um, I will say, because I read a little more forward, um, up to 18, did not care for him. A lot. Like, not at all. And then... I mean, he sucks. The... What happens after that? I'm starting to feel better. And the way that... The, the way that they handle The way that they handle who that, who that hand is that comes and the, their relationship. Um, mm-hmm. Emily, can you just... Can you just open Runaway issue 19 so that we can talk about... Sure. Who, Hold on. Just... I, 
I, I think it's very early in the issue that it does the it's yeah, it's the first page. Yeah, I just literally I stopped at issue eighteen because that was what we were okay. reading. So like open nineteen and look at the look at the first page. I'm I'm looking. I'm I'm pulling up runaways on a cursed <laughs> site. Yeah, but yeah, to, to Alex's point, I think the to Alex's point about Alex, uh I I it is like in the issues that we talk about, like Alex doesn't actually play that big of a role. Like he basically mm-hmm. comes back and like he may, he he basically comes back kind of destabilized. Okay, so it's Molly, yeah. It's I mean, Molly. she's yeah. on the she's on the cover of that issue when I loaded oh, it up. So that'll do it. But it, he comes back and like destabilizes it because he immediately starts like leading the Runaways again or trying. Or trying to, but but I do appreciate that like they sort of fall back into that though. Like they do listen. Like well. Nico doesn't, but the rest of them do kind of yeah. just listen to him. Yeah, um, well, because yeah. the whole book's been them getting back together and going back to Runaway Time, so that's also, yeah. like, a part of it. But, mm-hmm. like, there's... I don't think any other character makes sense in that relationship because they're all, like, too, like, pissed at him. And it would make sense that yeah. Molly... like, And Molly's just, like, you know, the quirky comic relief one at at parts, so, like, I just... like Them together is great, and it's, like, yeah. oh, maybe, maybe Alex can have some redemption... Yeah. And it's cool that Molly's the one that's sort of like taking the the reader on that journey. Yeah. 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 I. Um, he doesn't deserve it though. Not. No, he doesn't. Not an Alex fan. Definitely was not an Alex fan. <laughs> it's still by the end of these issues, but uh, you know, I'm willing to hold out hope. I guess he does play Pokemon cards with Molly though, and none of that. And it's that, it is, that is very cute. Why did they leave him alone with Molly to play Pokemon cards? Is my question. But yeah, it's fine. Rookie it's mistake. See, old old lace knows all that. That that's also it's it, it is also similar to the pizza dog issue in the sense that like old lace sees a lot of things that the characters don't won't know for a while. Yeah, like you know Chase doesn't really know about the Victor Gert thing. Uh, yeah, he will find out eventually. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I gotta say, I am not I am not as on the Gert Victor train as I was on the Gert Chase train. Like I oh. don't get me wrong, I like I totally get that at this point where the characters are as they stand, like that they're just not working, especially like, you know, it's just it's, it's circumstances, everything. Like they these characters are probably not going to get back together. But I don't know that I love Gert and Victor. I'm okay with it. It's just like yeah, like Chase and Gert was something that like I it, like as soon as it happened when I was reading Runaways, I was like, yeah, of course, adorable. We love yeah. a a nerd jock couple, but like. I don't know. Just I, like uh, I, th- I think they'll still get together. I don't know how this thing ends, but it's also like the age thing's a little weird now. Yeah, um, with that thing because she's you gotta she's give him like younger. another ten years and then it'll be okay. <laughs> sure, but 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 more so that like now she's a teenager and she it's it's just like a like oh like she finds someone that she likes. And yeah, they kind of like you know fall into like together. Yeah, nice. and, you know, I sure like he's, that she's he's ahead, but... happy. I want Gert to be happy. Yeah. Well, she is. For now. I don't know. For now. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that's all. I have, I have no more runaways to say. Yeah, I think that's that's basically all I've got, I think. Although, can we do run a, run a July? <laughs> yeah. 
maybe we can do maybe we can do a sequel next year we can read some of the stuff that we missed out i on. mean we could do runaway we could make the runaways for pride month argument <laughs> uh, <laughs> literally, literally pride month. after sorry after like 15 years of just like are they gonna get together they're not gonna get together and then they do like like i don't know i don't know it seems mean on Pride Month. I, you know, like I would, I would have been fine with it if we didn't already have Pride Month. <laughs> yeah, 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 that too. Just keep reading Runaways. I, I mean, I might. <laughs> Could read Avengers Arena too. That can be our new bit. We That's what I mean. Like, I horror think, runs over and over again. I think Runaway twenty twenty four should be reading stuff that we missed out on in this yeah. first Runaway. Yeah, sure. Read some yeah, of the, yeah. the ancillary stuff that is not under the Avengers, Runaways title. Never read Avengers Arena, but I I like I like the idea of a fight to the death. Well, thing. first you have to read all of Avengers Academy. So. Yeah, I was going to say we could do, uh, you know, you like some, some no, Avengers no, Academy no. type yeah. stuff. Some, you know, we, we could we could do it. It would be we, fun. We have a full year to plan. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 would, I wouldn't want to do avengers academy i mean it's fine but avengers arena is is where is where the juice is yeah uh but do you guys hear that sound no i've never heard it before <laughs> oh no you have you oh, heard it last uh, episode and oh doomsday that. clock the doomsday yeah, clock oh yeah our yeah. good pal the doomsday clock i love the doomsday yeah. clock okay so you guys do know that sound yeah. yeah yeah that's that's what tells us that we're you know it's the cry space time Oh, of course. You guys remember this, the thing we do every episode? Yeah, 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 yeah. Every episode? Yeah. I thought this was our first ever inaugural cry space. <laughs> no, we've, no, 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 we've done week. 26 of them. Are you sure? And we're about to do a 27. Yeah. I I know you guys have, like, you know, short memory issues, but... Are you chatting? It's really on... concerning because both of you are young, so... Thank you. Oh, my God. Wow. It, but... uh, well, you're younger than at least me. I don't know how old I'm Alex younger than is. Alex. I'm younger than Alex. So, but yeah, what's the it's cry space time? Do you guys have, did you guys prepare? Uh, Knowing that we were going to do this because we've done it yeah, every no, episode previously. Like you guys... Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's starting to come in. It's starting to make sense. Um, I'm still employed. That's my cry space. That sucks. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. I don't know. It's cool. Um, yeah, that's that's it. Short and sweet. I prepared that one. So my cry right. space is that I'm probably not gonna get to see Scream Six before I leave on my trip, and that means that either I will have to harangue the people that I'm going to be seeing, most of whom I don't think have watched at least Screams uh, two through five, uh, to going to see Scream Six with me. Just go see Scream Six tomorrow. I well, should. If, if I have time, I would I would like to make time for it because uh I'm very excited about Scream Six. But that's my my real cry space is that I I somehow managed to end up going to the D D movie before Scream Six. Whoa. Unfortunately. I mean I, I know you liked it, but it does suck that you saw that before Scream. Yeah. It does suck. I don't disagree with you. I would have like no matter how much I didn't dislike the D D movie, I feel like I would have enjoyed Scream Six more. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and John Wick Four also. Like, oh, so good. Oh, yeah. So many, so I also still so have not good. 
not as my, I guess my re- my real cry space. I haven't played video games in like a week and a half. Wow. First, my computer was messed. That's awesome. And then now it's that. So I, I'm pulling a I'm pulling a Jean Luc circa 2022. Uh, you know, live my best life, going outside. Um, but I don't recommend it. Hope to come back soon. <laughs> uh, speaking of Jean Luc circa 2022, uh, baseball is back. Oh uh, yeah. Which is my cry space. Not that baseball is back, but that the Detroit Tigers uh, earlier did they not today, win moved to 0 and 3 from 0 and 2. Ooh. Uh, and you know, a series of embarrassing losses. I mean, they played the the Tampa Bay Rays who are a good team, but they got, you know, they got their shit pushed in and it sucked to watch that. So Jean-Luc, I, I, I'm no math man, but uh they're on pace to lose 162 games this year. Well, that's not true. Well, yeah, I mean, like I, yes, I said I'm no math man, but yeah, it's also it, the nice thing about baseball is you can start 0-3 and, and still have a good season because there are, as Alex said, 162 games. Mm-hmm. Um, that's too many. I don't know if that's too the exact... Is that the exact number? It's like 161 or 162. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely... Like, it's something like that. There's yeah. a lot of games. Mm-hmm. So they could, you know, be... They could go 158... 159-3. and three. They won't. Um, but they so, could. But they could in theory. And if you bet $10 yeah. on that tonight when you hear this, it's too late because the time... it. Yeah, you you'll know how good the Tigers are. You'll know. Yeah, you'll, you'll, know. you'll know. You'll know. You'll know when know. they've when they've won twenty games by the time yeah. this episode comes out. But that's, you know that it, it sucks. Well, I I need a good sports team to root for now that you know football is over. Right. And I have to wait six months for the Chiefs to play again. Oh, John, yeah, we watched that game on Discord, and we're just very sad. It, it wasn't even the Lions game. It was the game before the Lions game to see if the Lions game meant anything. Uh, yeah, but anyway, that one anyway, was I don't know. Bummer. That's the, the most Lions sports I'll ever have. The Lions will be good next year, I believe. But I said that about the Tigers last year, so or everyone said that. Lions, Tigers, and Bears? Bears. Oh my! Yeah, exactly. Like what? Well, got, we, the nothing. Bears are in Chicago. I hate the Bears. Oh, I hope they go. They went what? Th- <laughs> they were like three eleven and one, and I hope they somehow do worse than that next season. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Well, I'm excited to do this again in uh, two weeks with this Christbase thing that we've been doing. So. Yeah, it will cool. be good to like have a you know recurring bit on the show that we're aware like that. of. All shows are good bit. when they have bits. I love True. when shows have bits. And happy runamays, everybody! Happy runamay, everybody! This has been delightful, and I'm glad that we did this. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, we will do it again, hopefully in the future. But before then, uh, next month is June. June is the month of gay people. Uh, the only month where they're real. <laughs> <laughs> and Emily, what what are we what are we reading uh, for the next episode? What well, have you curated for us as our resident gay person? <laughs> we we do have we have two books. Um, I hadn't really decided which one was going to go first. Uh, so well, you I are now. so I think I'm going to do that right here in the moment. Our next book is going to be Allison Bechdel's uh, phenomenal Fun Home. It is a uh, an autobiographical comic. Uh, it is about Allison Bechdel growing up with her dad, who ran a funeral home, which is why it's called Fun Home. And uh, it's also been made into a Broadway musical. That's a fun fact. I might hmm. try to watch uh, a very legal copy of that before our before our next episode to see if I have any opinions on how that was translated from page to stage. 
but uh, I'm very excited about it. Big fan of Fun Home here. I'm pretty sure John Luke has also read it. So looking forward to Alex's uh, first time opinions on it. And uh, it's so exciting when someone gets to learn the uh, origin story of the Bechdel test. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's the story of Fun Home. It's the origin of the Bechdel test. With music by Lynn Manuel Miranda. With music oh by Lynn Manuel Miranda, and then our our book after that is going to be Gender Queer. So uh, very excited the about that. The most banned book in all of America. And we're gonna read it. Excited! I have not read wow. Gender Queer yet. I've had it for a couple of years, but uh, just have not gotten around to reading it. So this is really the reason I picked it for Pride Month is so I would force myself to get around to reading it. Can I mean, we we're also... going to render the final verdict on whether or not it deserves to be banned. Yeah, that's our goal. Yeah, <laughs> if, if it's bad. Yeah. And Can I will say read... that if it sucks, I will say it should be banned. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I if, know if we read will. it and we don't like it before the show, we'll read DC Pride Special 2019. Yeah! <laughs> that'll be 2019? That'll be it. It's... It, the best year for the dc's pride oh, okay. special You're, as like the, the con it was is it also the first year for the dc pride uh that, we'll, we'll talk about it we'll do the background <laughs> have that all go no, i'm excited about it yeah that would be that would be awful but it would also be really funny <laughs> for pride month we just did the like dc and marvel like pride. i think we can do we can do one story from each one on each episode so we just we we, we see oh, a little like it's a little, yeah. <laughs> a little I'll, appearance i'll curate a little selection don't worry Oh be good God. yeah great well I'll look, I'll look forward to reading the selections from the dc pride month special 2019 uh courtesy of alex um but until then you can find us online yeah you can find us on twitter at crying book club uh you can rate us five stars on your podcast platform of choice please do I think it only matters on Apple Podcasts. I don't know how the other ones surface. But we like the number go up. So rate us five stars everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Mountain Dew Liker. Alex is at Alex Hansiak. Uh Emily is at Ampandanata. You can also find her letterboxed, which is Pandabore. My letterboxed is JL Botville. Uh, Emily is also on Twitch. Uh, streams on Twitch every Monday. Uh, working through the Ace Attorney games, which you've you'll be on three by the time this comes out, right? You should be almost definitely. Okay, so wrapping up the trilogy, and then from there, who knows? Who knows? Uh, maybe she'll stream her forty fifth playthrough of Disco Elysium. <laughs> I'm literally. I'm next week. I'm going to visit my girlfriend who lives in Minnesota, and we literally have plans to play through Disco Elysium, even though we've both already played it. So I'm very excited about that. Disco Elysium is an crippling addiction, and my heart goes out to all who suffer. Gonna make us do an episode about Disco Elysium. It's not a comic book. It's not a comic book, but I'm gonna do it. When there's a Disco Elysium tie-in comic, we can do an episode. I would! Without a second Um, thought. And you can also listen to Emily's other podcasts, Imagine Me and Mutant and a Fresh Podcast Market, and That Looks Terrible. Which I can confirm because I have downloaded an episode of is a real podcast that exists. It's a real podcast that people have been on. Yeah. Um, And you can look forward to probably, you know, Chad, the the chat episode will probably be out 
Hopefully. Mon will be out sometime, and Alex yeah. was on there. Talking yeah, Alex, we still have to record our second episode with well, Alex, because my, Alex, my got, with the gets devil. To, Alex gets to be on there twice, because he agreed to do a TV show. Yeah, my, my deal with the devil is not yet finished, so. Yeah, so <laughs> Your soul is still forfeit. Oh, yeah. In theory. <laughs> in theory. Um, but yeah, that'll do it for this episode of Crying in the Book Club, and we will see you all in two weeks for Bye. Fun Home. It will be very fun. And home. And it-